the feelings themselves are not negative. It's the way that we respond to them, which gives it the negative connotation. All right, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of the Risen Fallen Podcast. I am your host, Mark Hendrickson, and if you are brand new to this podcast, if you've never listened to this or watched this before, then what you can expect is open and authentic conversations about things like mental health and self-development and how to get your life moving in the right direction. If you're not feeling confident about where you are in life right now, the person that you woke up as, the place that you woke up at, the things that you do during the day, at least having the confidence knowing that you are getting at least one step closer to the person that you'd like to be in the life that you'd like to lead. And I just said at least a lot of times. But if you are a returning listener, returning viewer, whether you're listening to the audio version of this or uh, watching the video, uh, you already know all that. And I just want to say thank you very much for coming back, supporting the show, supporting the movement, supporting the uh the idea of making yourself stronger and better and smarter and more compassionate and patient and empathetic every single day and along the way, lifting other people up as well and making their lives a little bit better. And on that note, I hope you guys are doing freaking well today. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. I hope that your week is going well. My week's going pretty well. I'm doing pretty, uh, pretty good been uh, pretty busy the last couple of weeks a little bit uh yeah just uh kind of I wouldn't say burning the candle at both ends but I'm just uh grinding through you know just basically uh a time in my life where there's just a lot on my plate and uh I'm doing my very best to kind of maintain um keeping myself from getting overwhelmed and the ways that I'm doing that are you know, a lot of reading, a lot of meditation, a lot of exercise, um, making sure I'm eating properly, making sure I'm resting properly, but um, making sure that I'm ticking the boxes and checking off all the essentials and making sure all the little things that need to get done are getting done uh, so that I'm not uh, just continuously grinding away and then letting little things on the on the sidelines slip. I'm trying to avoid doing that the best that I possibly can and making sure that I have the best uh, recovery time that I possibly can as well. And so uh, I wanted to jump on here. I got about uh, 20 minutes before I got to jet out here for a family dinner. Um, But I wanted to sit down and just record something real quick before I left. So I'm going to take a little sippy sip of water and then I'm going to get rocking and rolling right into it. And so if uh, you want to take a second here to get grounded and get in the right mind state, let's do it together. I'm going to take a sip. Let's go. Um, so that was a good little sip of water. Um, the other day I had an interesting conversation. I'm at the gym and, and uh, me and, uh, you know, we're doing some training And then at the very end of class, we're just sitting there kind of uh, stretching out and just kind of chatting away with the boys. And one of the one of the guys, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, 75 hard. But we were also talking about kind of like books and uh, Miyamoto Masashi, the book of five rings. And we were talking about David Goggins and his books. We're just talking about different topics. And uh, we get on to talking about uh, kind of the war between two voices in your head when you have, um, you know, the the Andy Frazilla refers to it as like the boss voice and the bitch voice, but everyone kind of can can think about this or 
conceptualize it in whatever way makes sense to them. But basically, the dialogue that you have internally uh, between the voice that says, like, hey, you can kick back and relax. You deserve the rest. Nobody else understands you. Nobody else uh, does the same type of work that you do. Um, You know, it doesn't. And then you have the other side. And then you have the other side of your internal dialogue saying, like, you know, you don't really need to listen to that. You still have gas in the tank. You can keep pushing. Um, you're, you're, you're worth so much more than you're giving yourself credit for. And you kind of have these two sides to you. And we're talking about that concept and how you can show yourself um, which one is actually true. You get to decide which one is actually true. And then one of the other guys that we were there sitting, talking to, talking to he, he says that, um, you know, the best ways that he sees this concept in his life is in sport and like physical activity, workouts, uh, whether it's like martial arts or lifting weights or running or just challenging yourself in any way, that inner dialogue of like, all right, uh, you know, you could call it quits now. You you did more than you did yesterday. You've done more than anyone else you know. You start comparing things and you just kind of start rationalizing it to yourself like, oh, I have asthma. Oh, I have this problem. I have that. Pro- I have an injured foot. I have this. I have that. And, and it's probably better for me to take it easy. And then, um, you know, there's other times where you can prove yourself completely wrong, where you think that you're completely down and out and you're, you're too far gone to be saved and you, you end up, you know, finishing a race or finishing whatever workout you're doing or pushing yourself past, you know, what threshold that you thought you had that was holding you back. And, uh, I completely agreed. I said, yeah, you know, physical activity is a beautiful way of, or an expression of that concept. And anyways, we keep talking, we keep talking. And then the idea of like anxiety comes up and feelings of uncomfortability. Cause with that was kind of the topic that we're talking about. And one of the guys says to me, he says like, like, so do you still like find things like your, you know, where you feel anxious at night and you can't fall asleep or like what kinds of, you know, overcoming that uncomfortability. And I think that kind of leads into another question, which I think is a pretty, um, you know, it's a pretty commonly talked about topic, but I wanted to approach it in a different way. And I think that a lot of the times when we're trying to alleviate things like anxiety or depression or anything like that, um, it comes from the idea of, you know, this feeling is bad and I don't want to feel this feeling anymore. And I think it's an interesting thing to think about because when you think about depression and anxiety or any of these negative you know, what we consider to be negative emotions, we, we consider them, we put them in the bucket of bad emotions or bad feelings. We say, oh, anxiety, that's bad. Depression, that's bad. And then we look at other things and we say, oh, these are good things that I only want to think and I only want to feel. And we have these expectations of, you know, feeling good and not wanting to feel bad. And we, we feel bad if we feel bad. We feel bad about feeling bad. And then when we feel good, we're like, oh, well, this is good. We should keep doing this. But judging your life based off of, you know, positive and negative emotions and, and, you know, assessing them by categorizing them with positive or negative can be extremely dangerous. And I'll explain how each way can be extremely dangerous. If you look at happiness, 
<clears throat> and you look at all the good emotions, all the good feelings, what you would consider to be good feelings and good emotions, I think we'd all have pretty similar opinions on what's good and what's bad, you know? You know, when we think about good emotions, good things, the things that we would categorize as, as a positive emotion, you know, happiness, joy, uh, dopamine rushes, these types of things. If we just say, oh, these are the good things and I only want to feel these things. I, I want to be happy all the time. I just want to feel joy and, and happiness and gratitude and all of these different things. You know, A, it would reward a lot of unhealthy behavior. Like that's kind of how addiction started is by chasing dopamine rushes like that. It would, you know, you eat a fast food burger or a donut or you drink a milkshake, whatever it could be. You get that good feeling, you know, chasing those types of things and wanting to feel those positive emotions all the time is an unrealistic expectation. And it's also a, uh, a way that you could basically set yourself up for those addictive behaviors or rewarding behaviorals and habits be rewarding behavioral patterns and habits that are not the best for us. Um, you know, and that's where bad emotions come, what you would consider to be bad emotions come into play because we have all of these different other side, the other side of the spectrum is, you know, we have all these other emotions that a lot of people would consider to be negative or bad emotions. And we say, I don't want to feel those things, things like envy, things like greed, Things like low self-esteem, things like anxiety, things like depression, these types of things. We, we um, you know, sadness, anger, like, um, you know, missing somebody. We think of all of these these things and we think, those are negative things. I don't want to feel those things. Um, maybe you're left out. Maybe you feel left out. Maybe you feel isolated or ostracized. Maybe you feel alienated whatever thing that you feel that you associate negativity towards or, or, you know, bad, you categorize them as bad. Those things like good things are cues for you. The same way that you have a reward system built in with dopamine and serotonin trying to point you in the right direction, trying to reward you for doing, you know, some of the things that evolutionarily benefited you. The, the, the same way that that is, an, is a reward system for you, your negative emotions and your negative feelings are your security system. They're alarms. They're cues. They're, they're your body and your mind telling you that something is wrong. And the feelings themselves are not negative. It's the way that we respond to them which gives it the negative connotation. So if you feel anxious about a test that you haven't prepared for that you know is coming up in the next couple of days, then obviously you're going to feel anxious. And that's probably a good thing. That's your body and your mind telling you, hey, you have this thing to prepare for and you're not fucking preparing for it. And you're not, or maybe you are, but you're not doing it in the most you know, honest way. You're just kind of taking the boxes. You're not doing it with the enthusiasm of trying to do your very best. And, you know, that's something that nobody can really tell you. That's something that really only you can tell yourself. And if you're feeling that kind of anxiety or depression or you're seeing it manifest in different ways of your life, the idea that you should have is not to 
disable the alarm system and say, oh, how do I not feel this thing anymore? It's to look into, okay, this alarm's going off. Why the fuck is that alarm going off? You're not just, you know, like if it was like your vehicle, you're not just ignoring the engine light and putting a piece of tape over it and saying, you know, I don't want to see that. I don't want to feel that. I don't want to acknowledge that it's even happening. You know, you're, you're going to diagnose the issue. Why do I have this, this alarm going off? What's going on? What's this part of my life that I'm either ignoring or not taking care of or indulging in way too much? And so on that note, I just wanted to kind of uh, sit here and discuss that with you guys and see what you think and maybe give you a different perspective moving into this weekend of how you can view your emotions and view the way that you perceive your emotions and how you react to those things as well because I think that that can be beneficial for us. I think that a lot of the time we blame, you know, a lot of our emotions and the and we blame, you know, the outside world for our reactions to our own emotions. And I think that it's fair to say that all of us are responsible for our own actions and our own behaviors and it is unfair for other people to put that responsibility on us. Like I'm responsible for my own behaviors. I'm responsible for my own actions, not yours as well. And the flip side is the exact same. Like you're not responsible for my reactions. You're not responsible for my behaviors. If, if, um, you know, if you say something and it sets off something in my alarm system saying, Hey, this is making you sad. This is making you angry. This is making you, you know, it's not your fault. It's, it's, really is nobody's fault but I don't have to react in a way that makes the situation worse for you or adds stress or adds negativity I can view that alarm and say hey this person said something this made me feel sad this made me feel angry this made me feel jealous this made me feel whatever you know why is why do I feel jealous of that why do I feel envious of that why am I basing my self-worth off of what they say what they say or what they think? And doing a deep dive into, you know, why the alarms are going off as opposed to just trying to silence them and ignore them and not feel those things and and just feel good things. And so on that note, I'm gonna close this off here. I am uh, kind of cutting it short for a little family dinner, so I gotta jet out of here, but I will uh, catch you guys on Monday. I appreciate all of you guys. Let me know what you think of this episode as well, what you guys think of this idea of avoiding negative emotions and feelings and trying to only feel good things. I'm excited to see what you guys think of those things as well. Um, Leave a little review, leave a little comment, and on that, I'm out of here. So much love and peace out, you beautiful human beings. I will see you all on Monday. Bye. Thank you.